0: Hello. Hi, I'm Haley, and, and we are, are Wrestling, Wrestling Wind Down.
1: On this episode, we'll be giving you all of the details about this week's shows, including Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and 205 Live. We'll also be covering The Shield's last match,
0: as well as talking about some WWE rumors. So grab your glass of wine. We're going
1: in for the three count. WWE said farewell to Dean Ambrose this week during their Shields final chapter live special on the WWE Network. As we know, Dean Ambrose is done with his contract with the WWE, and we've heard rumors and stuff about where he's going next, but it seems like, for now, Dean Ambrose is just, he's going to go take a nap somewhere. He's going to relax. He's going to chew.
0: Yeah, we'll see where he goes. I have a theory and stick with me here, but I have a theory a theory that since they're rebranding so many WWE stars, such as Robert Roode and Bray Wyatt, I feel like they might be rebranding Dean and he'll come back new or something something along those lines. But I feel like he's not done with WWE.
1: New Year, New Me was five months ago. I don't <laughs> think that um, Dean Ambrose is coming back, unfortunately. I think Dean just needs a break, and it just seems like they didn't know how to put him off of television immediately. That's why they did the whole Bobby Lashley thing and made it seem like he was the victim. And now they brought him back five times and said goodbye to him, and now this is the final chapter, which I'm wondering if now they're going to do a prequel you know how books are like you finish a book and then it's like here's a sneak preview of our second book i feel like that's what they're gonna do with dean
0: yeah i could definitely see that happening so this match was a six-man tag team against the shield of course and against baron corbin bobby lashley and drew mcintyre so it was a great match. Of course, the Shield was going to win because that would just be so tragic
1: if they didn't. Two things. Wouldn't it be interesting if the Shield lost? And I'm so glad to see that Baron Corbin could get his time off from Olive Garden in order to participate in this match. Yeah,
0: just I'm going to sip my wine right now. But,
1: <laughs> But anyway, it was a nice send
0: off. And, you know, bye for now, Dean. See you soon, hopefully.
1: You know, this whole final chapter thing was really interesting i think a lot of people thought it was just going to be the shield like it was just going to be about them but we did have other matches we also saw the ending of another really popular tag team in the wwe and the riot squad liv morgan is headed to smackdown live as a result of the superstar shakeup leaving ruby riot and her tag partner sarah logan on raw the Riot Squad faced off against Ember Moon and Bailey, and unfortunately, the Riot Squad did lose the match. But, you know, I've seen videos during this week and last of the Riot Squad. You know, they're somber goodbyes to each other. I think this was a good send-off. I'm glad that they had one final match. Sometimes superstars don't really get that when it comes to the superstar shakeup in the draft. So, toodaloo.
0: Yeah, there were lots of recaps and endings on this show, but everything came to a conclusion, and now we can move on and see what happens.
1: Speaking of Dean Ambrose, his WWE profile was moved to the WWE alumni page today, so it is official, guys. I know a lot of people have been like, are we sure he's leaving? I'm still like, are we sure he's leaving? I mean, in the back of my head, I'm like, is he really gone? But Only time will tell. We'll yep. find out. WWE might be screwing us again. Mm, drama. Monday Night Raw this week, we are one week removed from the Superstar Shakeup. And Seth Rollins, he's finally getting a competitor for his WWE title. A bunch of different competitors. Obviously, we have Samoa Joe in the mix. We have Rey Mysterio, Drew McIntyre, The Miz, Olive Garden manager Baron Corbin, and AJ Styles. Who obviously want a shot at his title I feel like during the segment more and more people just kept coming
0: into the ring and I was like overwhelmed I was like no more people can fit in here I felt what like maybe yeah I felt like
1: maybe Oprah was in the ring she was like you get a title shot you get a title <laughs> shot you get a title shot but it was just triple H and you know Styles he steps up to the plate he tells Seth Rollins, you know what it's gonna be me versus you for the title at money in the bank and you know what he saw into the future AJ Styles is psychic mm-hmm We did see a match, you know, with AJ Styles versus Rey Mysterio versus Samoa Joe. I'm just glad this match did not last as short as the match between Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio at WrestleMania. I
0: blinked it was over. But yes, this match was a lot better than that one. And like we mentioned, AJ Styles did win. The next match was against The Miz, Drew McIntyre, and Baron Corbin, which Baron Corbin did come out on top of that
1: one. This match was very sideways. We saw The Miz. He's still a face and we saw Baron Corbin and Drew McIntyre, they kind of double teamed him at first. like They did. I think that they were trying to get him out before they could even fight each other. Right. I mean, it's a good strategy, but as we said, Baron Corbin came out on top. After those two matches, Baron Corbin and AJ Styles faced off to figure out the number one contender for the Universal Championship match. Obviously, Baron Corbin had the size advantage for most of the match, But AJ Styles, he stayed on his game. You know, he he kept coming back. And AJ Styles finally locked Baron Corbin into the submission. And Baron Corbin tapped out. And now AJ Styles is the number one contender for the Universal Championship and will face Seth Rollins at Money in the Bank. Very excited for this match. Yes,
0: the phenomenal one versus the Beast Slayer. I'm excited for this. I can't wait. So Money in the Bank is May 19th. I'm very excited to cover that match with you, Lo.
1: Yes, I am very excited to see this match. As I said last week, this is one of the matches that I really wanted to see after the Superstar shakeup And they're listening to us. What are you predicting? I think Seth Rollins is going to keep the title for a little bit longer. And then AJ Styles is going to just swoop right in and get it. That's my prediction. What is yours?
0: I also think that AJ Styles is not going to win. But I think that it's not the end of their storyline if he doesn't win. I think that'll keep going. And eventually, I do see AJ with the title.
1: Eventually. We had two women's matches this week. Naomi faced off against Billy Kay. This match was extremely short. You've got to be joking me. If you went and got a glass of wine or a refilled glass, you would have missed it. But- I'm glad Naomi picked up the win. As I said last week on our Superstar Shake-Up episode, I'm very excited to see her on this new brand and for her to be reborn into the superstar that she is. I think that she should be going for that women's championship against Becky Lynch, but Miss Southern herself, Lacey Evans, is vying for that title. It was confirmed this week that Lacey Evans will be facing off with Becky Lynch at Money in the Bank for one of her titles. We'll get into who the other competitor is when when we talk about SmackDown Live. We also had another women's match this week.
0: Yeah, so the other women's match was Becky Lynch versus Alicia Fox.
1: I was actually really excited to see Alicia on TV. Um, The last couple months have not been very good for Alicia behind the scenes and the rumors coming out online, but it was great to see her on TV again. Just eager as ever coming out to the ring acting crazy. So Lynch did beat Fox,
0: but then directly after the sassy Southern Belle herself came out, and gave Lynch the woman's rights. I'm getting really tired of this woman's rights. She comes out of nowhere. Every she really week. does.
1: I don't know what I should have expected from Lacey Evans. She's been walking back and forth to and from the ring for the last couple months. And now she's finally getting in the ring. And every opportunity she gets, she's punching Becky Lynch in the face. I mean,
0: persistence is key. And eventually, well, it did pay off for her. She has a match and... But will it really pay off? Will she get that women's championship? But she has the
1: chance at it, and that's that's where she's doing good. We had a lot of developments character-wise this week. A lot of people were upset, is an understatement, about this damn name, this Viking experience name. And WWE, their inbox must have blown up because they changed their name. Twice their name, this week. Yep. Twice. Twice. Their name now is... The Viking Raiders. WWE was like, okay, we have the Viking experience. We have the War Raiders. Let's just put them together. The Viking Raiders took on the Luncha House Party. It was a no contest. They demolished them, you know.
0: It happens. They're big They're probably boys. mad about
1: that damn name from last week. I'd be mad, too. I'd
0: be mad, Yeah. Another superstar who has been repackaged as a result of the superstar shakeup and had quite the glow up is Mr. Robert Rude
1: himself. Robert Rude. Formerly Bobby Rude, now Mr. Robert Rude. You know, I'm not liking this mustache. I don't think it's very glorious. You can see all the comments you want online. I agree with them, but... (sighs) I love Bobby Roode as a competitor. I've seen him in different companies. We've seen him in NXT where I feel like he was at his best when he first debuted. He was this amazing heel. He gave no s*** about what anyone thought. Everyone just was in awe of him. And now I feel like they've dulled down his character so much. And now they're trying to repackage him as a ravishing Rick Rude type. Which, okay, I get it. But, damn, just give the man a chance. Like... I feel like they just, they've done so much with him. If they just went back to square one and they started where he began, we wouldn't be having this issue. So Robert Roode ended up picking the win up over Ricochet in a great match. Um, I'm excited to see where the character goes. I mean, it was an interesting booking decision, definitely. And I think that Robert Roode is in need of a reboot, like I just said, but let's not Let's just shave the stash. Let's let Let's it go. It's a little creepy. It is creepy. Speaking of weird, Bray Wyatt is back on WWE television. We thought that he's been lurking with these little promos and these scary puppets, but he's back. And he has the Firefly funhouse, and people are amazed, people are disgusted. But you just want to keep watching, don't you? I'm
0: amazed. I am so amazed. He looks 1000% better. Yes, he does. Still creepy, but 1000% better. I'm so excited to see where this little, like, show type thing goes. Shout out
1: to JoJo. Bray Wyatt got them guns. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's great to see Bray back, like, all jokes aside. I'm interested to see how they do this because it can go south really 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 fast and i think that's what a lot of people are nervous about is how well this is going to be done i read online that he actually pitched this idea so i feel like it will be done better than if wwe pitched it to him if that makes any sense yeah
0: because this way he definitely has like a vision
1: for it him and his chainsaw and all that and the whole fun house crazy
0: cedric alexander made his raw debut this week And he was against Cesaro, who was missing his redheaded partner in crime. You know,
1: I guess this is the end of the bar. I'm all for happy hour, but I guess the bar's closed. I
0: (laughs) (laughs) got to get your wine before last call. That's all I'm saying.
1: So Cesaro and Seamus are on different brands now. It wasn't really addressed as part of the Superstar shakeup. It was one of those kind of hush-hush things that they put online after read a couple things online that Sheamus is battling an injury, and we hope that he gets better. I'm interested to see where Cesaro goes as a singles competitor, but this was a great match, wasn't it? It really was. So I thought
0: that this was an amazing match because not only their athleticism, but Cesaro is a veteran in the ring, and this was Cedric Alexander's debut. So for him to be able to come up to Raw and have this as his first match, it really shows what he can do. It shows, like, His potential and his
1: brand. I'm eager to see his future on Raw. I am too. Let's move on to SmackDown Live where WWE thinks that we have forgotten about every storyline that involves the authority, which is why they had Shane McMahon and Roman Reigns in the same ring. Roman Reigns, obviously, he punched Vince McMahon last week, and Shane McMahon is mad. During this confrontation, we see our musical superstar, Elias, come out, and we have another match for Money in the Bank. Elias, via song, talented, challenged Reigns to a match at Money in the Bank before getting into a limo with Shane McMahon. I'm excited to see this match. These two were on Raw together, and we really didn't see any interaction between them. And now Elias, he's kind of like a top superstar now. I mean, he was on Raw, but he wasn't... I feel like he was mostly performing. He wasn't really performing wrestling-wise. Yeah, I definitely know what you mean by that. And Elias is making
0: his way up the ranks as we speak.
1: We also saw another superstar shakeup change... That was announced online earlier this week. Andrade and Zelina Vega are officially back on SmackDown. This is because rumor has it that Fox is saying that they want them on SmackDown. I saw something else where (laughs) it says Charlotte and Andrade are engaged. And that's Mm. why he went back to SmackDown. But Charlotte said, hell to the no. No. She shut it down. She shut it down. She was like, not yet. They haven't been together that long. No, not that we know of. Right. And anyway, even if they were engaged or, you know, even if she did pull a couple strings for her mans, like, that's not our business. Right. Andrade faced off against the demon Finn Balor in his first match back on SmackDown. I think this was a good match. It was a non-title match. You know, people that aren't on Twitter weren't expecting to see Andrade on SmackDown again. But- You know, maybe this will lead to a feud over the Intercontinental Championship belt.
0: I can definitely see it going somewhere, especially with Zelina Vega, like, as this hype woman. But I still do hope that
1: she gets her own matches soon. Zelina is definitely having matches of her own. She was on Worlds Collide during this week, but we need to see her on a mainstream show. Worlds Collide is just getting started. I see kind of, like, the foundation that they're going. They really want all rosters of each brand to be on that show. So NXT, 205 Live, Raw, SmackDown, NXT UK, they want everyone on that show, which is a great idea. I think you get to see more matches that you never thought you'd see that way, but Zelina, we want to see her on SmackDown as well. So,
0: Kyrie Sane made her way into the ring on SmackDown Live for the first time since the Superstar Shakeup. how she came up from NXT. So, she squared off against Peyton Royce, half of the Iconics. So, this wasn't a great week for the Iconics. This was their second loss in two days. Jesus. It happens. It
1: happens. It can only go up from here. Interestingly, after the match, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville come out, and they confronted their former mentor, Paige. And as we said last week, we really thought that Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville were going to be the team that Paige brought back as Absolution, you know, her magical tag team that she was going to have face off against the Iconics. And to be honest with you, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville are probably a little bit salty at Paige. She was in this tag team with them, a very dominant tag team, and now she is with her second tag team. And to them, it's probably like, you know, what the hell, you're replacing us? So I'm expecting to see Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville face off against Asuka and Kyrie sooner rather than later. Just a spite page. Of course. Wouldn't be wrestling without it. So speaking of spite, Lars Sullivan
0: didn't (sighs) even let the match between Chad Gable and Jinder Mahal start. He went out there. He shut that down. That was not going to happen on this episode of
1: SmackDown. Our Twitter is at WWDCAST. If anyone wants to volunteer to give this man a hug, please tweet us. We will pass the message along because clearly he needs a hug. He's interrupting all these matches. He's hurting. I told you guys last week, he's hurting older wrestlers. Lars, what are you doing?
0: Yeah, he came out. He knocked Jinder Mahal into the steel post and then laid out the Singh brothers and then went for our truth and this was the the match didn't even get to happen
1: he left the ring in shambles maybe he's hungry like maybe he's just hangry and he gets mad and he goes out to the ring and he destroys everyone maybe that's the issue
0: maybe or maybe maybe he's
1: trying to make his dominance known
0: exactly maybe he saw how it worked out for lacey evans just walking out into the ring leaving and he was like wow she got a title match I can just go destroy Mm. some people, not even have a match lined up for me, but still get a title match out of it.
1: Yeah. Lars in NXT was a great competitor. He is definitely a powerhouse. He knows how to knock the wind out of people. But, you know, now what he's doing is just, it's out of line. Like, thank you, next. Please give us something new. Can he have a match? His storyline needs to advance. Definitely. Lars Sullivan is not the only one that means business when it comes to WWE championships. Bayley has said that she wants her chance. She got sassy this week. I was not expecting it. She is turning heel like we suspected. Yep. It's that side ponytail, it does something to you,
0: yeah, true, but maybe she's just tired of being walked over and really wants her match, like Charlotte could demand a match, so sh-
1: so could Bailey. Bailey brought up really valid points when it came to why she deserves a women's championship opportunity. Becky Lynch has never beaten Bailey. this smack talk led to Charlotte Flair and Bailey facing off for a number one contender's match for the Smackdown women's championship and bailey lost and i'm not feeling it
0: i don't think this is the last time she's gonna come out and demand a match though i think that she is asserting her dominance right now and
1: knows what she wants and she's gonna get it i really want to see bailey have an opportunity at this title honestly i'd like to see anyone else have an opportunity at this title ember moon delina vega Anyone on this roster. We have seen Charlotte versus Becky 65 times. So many times, yeah. And a lot of people online were saying that, you know, the greats like Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock and all these other different superstars, they had a lot of matchups with each other, which, okay, I get, but it's always the same thing with them. I feel like when Sasha and Charlotte kept facing off, we were like, okay, here we go again. Like they just keep facing off. And now it's going to be the same thing with Becky and Charlotte. I understand that they bring a lot to the table, which I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that they're not talented, but we have so many other women that were just drafted to this roster and they're kind of sitting and catering like, okay, here we go again. This is the same match that we've seen 14 times. So hopefully
0: WWE realizes that this is what the people want. And, more superstars such as the ones you just named, Ember Moon, Bailey, they'll keep stepping up and getting matches.
1: I sure as hell hope so. We stand our women. Yes we do. We also saw WWE champion Kofi Kingston face off against Shinsuke Nakamura, which ended in a disqualification. Unfortunately this match did not end the way that we wanted it to. Rusev interfered and then Owens and Xavier got involved and we thought, okay, we're fine. Like, Kofi's fine. We're good. And here we go. Kevin Owens turns heel on Kofi Kingston. And I'm pretty sure in the next couple weeks, we will see Kevin Owens versus Kofi Kingston either on SmackDown or at Money in the Bank. What do you think?
0: I hope so, because I feel like KO has kind of been lost for a minute. And him being an honorary member of the New Day really brought him back. And
1: he's going to get a shot at this. I'm excited for this match. Cannot wait. I was not expecting Kevin Owens to turn this soon. We just saw him in a crop top last week, and now he's acting brand new. Just like you, I'm looking forward to this match. I love Kevin Owens as a competitor. It should be interesting. I am a little bit worried about Daniel Bryan, though. What do you mean? Like, you think he's going to come back, or...? We haven't heard from him since WrestleMania, and blogs online are stating that he's injured. And we know the bouts that Daniel Bryan has had with these injuries where he, you know, his career ended for a couple years because his injuries were so bad on his neck. And they're saying it's a neck injury. It's weird because WWE hasn't commented. Daniel Bryan hasn't commented. So everyone's kind of just speculating. And you have to think, is he still injured? Like, what's going on? Or is he going to come out during this match? Like, you honestly don't know because no one's telling us anything. That's interesting. That's
0: a good point. I feel like the storyline is moving on without him. So for him to come back, he
1: would really have to jump in. I look at it both ways. If he is injured, this is a really perfect time for him to heal himself Mm -hmm. because he's not in an active storyline anymore. But at the same time, this would be the perfect opportunity for him to kind of just insert his way back in and, you know, get a rematch for his championship. But we'll see what happens. Solo,
0: in my opinion, this was not a great week in NXT. So, first of all, we had a match against, what are they called? I I still don't know. The War Raiders, Viking Experience, Viking who? You know, I don't know. Anyway, the War Raiders came out against the Street Profits. So, this match was okay. Not the best match I've ever seen.
1: I really want, if the War Raiders are moving to the main roster as we've seen, the Viking Warriors. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Get it right. They don't know. (laughs) I don't know either. Um, I would love to see the Street Profits get these WWE NXT Tag Team Championships. I feel like there's not really any other tag teams in NXT right now that could take those titles other than the Undisputed Era. But seeing as what happened this week on NXT with the Undisputed Era... I'm a little bit weary about their future. I mentioned last week that I really want to see someone go out on their own. and Maybe you spoke too soon. Maybe they're the one I'm, Maybe I'm the, the psychic one. I don't know. <laughs> this week we saw a matchup against Johnny Gargano and Roderick Strong. Great match. Love these two in the ring together. And, you know, we see people get involved. People meaning Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, Matt Riddle, I
0: will always see Adam Cole getting involved when it has to do with Gargano. Of course. He is salty. He thinks he should have won. And so until he does win,
1: he'll be out there. Well, we saw the mix up that happened. You know, Cole accidentally hit Strong with a super kick and then Johnny won the match. And, oh, honey, Strong was not happy. I think that NXT is starting to plant the seeds for a breakup and... Like I said last week, I'd love to see Adam Cole go out on his own. But you know what would be really interesting is if Roderick Strong pushed him out the group. Roderick Strong became the leader, which would be so interesting because Roderick Strong was really uneasy about joining Undisputed Era. He had the armband. He he put it on and he took it off and he just didn't know if he wanted to join. And then he finally joined the Undisputed Era. So it would be interesting for him to just take the group from Adam Cole,
0: baby. 205 Live had a big match between Drew Gulak and Humberto Carrillo, where Humberto came out on top, but there was some drama leading up to this match. But we love drama. Yes, we do. The gentleman, Jack Gallagher, went on Instagram and told Gulak that Drew may not have respected him as much as, you know, he may have thought. Hmm. That's a bold statement. I think that the gentleman is trying to stir some things up and... Get in there himself. I think he's just saying, knock if you buck in a very
1: nice tone.
0: It was a very interesting matchup this week. And with Jack Gallagher getting involved, I am looking forward to seeing where this goes, how he's really going to get involved in the matchups. And, you know,
1: we'll see what happens. And Arya Devari, he said that he's coming for Tony Nese's title, Ooh. which I'm excited to see where Tony Nese goes with this title As I said in our WrestleMania episode, I was definitely looking for someone new to hold the 205 Live Championship, so it's been great to see Tony Nese with the title. So, I expect great things ahead. So, every week on Twitter, at
0: WWDCast, that is at WWDCAST, we've been asking
1: a weekly question
0: to... Get input from our listeners.
1: Yes, we have. We kicked off our question this week with a little bit of background. Former WWE champion CM Punk returned to wrestling, indie wrestling, in Wisconsin over the weekend in a mask. And the video's hilarious. No one knew it was CM Punk. People started putting two and two together. I guess he was at some type of high school wrestling match down the street in a sweatshirt, and he came to this event in the same sweatshirt and people assumed it was him and now people are assuming he's getting back into wrestling which uh, i don't know here's the question cm punk recently appeared at an indie show which had people asking if he's returning to wrestling if you could pick one male or female superstar to return to wwe who would it be and why we're gonna share our answers first and then we're gonna hop on twitter and read some of the responses that we got if i could choose one superstar female To bring back to WWE, I have two. I would either choose Melina or Victoria. When I first started watching wrestling, I absolutely loved Eminem, which was Joey Mercury, Johnny Nitro, and Melina. And I was 11 years old. I had a pink Razor phone, and I remember I put their intro music on my phone, and I would intentionally leave the ringer on when I went to school. So if someone called me, the theme music would play and people would be like whose phone was that and i'd be like i don't know i just wanted to hear the song it was so cool i should like put it in here if people like don't know or if they don't remember then they're like that's it i loved melina she did the splits when she got in the ring she was just so iconic for that but She was also iconic for the work that she put in in the ring. She's a two-time WWE Divas Champion as well as a three-time WWE Women's Champion, and I've just missed her. Among all of these younger talent that we're getting that are extremely talented and have their own personas, there's just nothing like Melina out there. There's also nothing like Victoria out there. People can try their hardest, but no one will ever be Victoria. Victoria has only held the Women's Championship two times, but... Her legacy within the WWE with the different factions that she's been in and the different programs that she's been involved in, I would 100% want her back. And a lot of people say that she's kind of like blackballed from the WWE and that's why she has been put in the WWE Hall of Fame, which is a whole nother area topic that I won't get into right now, but... It was great to see her at the WWE Hall of Fame supporting her friend, Tori Wilson. That is my answer. Two phenomenal women who I would absolutely love to see back in the ring any day of the week. What about you?
0: Yeah, so I love those answers. Mine are also two women. Okay. So I chose the Bellas. So I know they came and went for a while, and but I think it'd be really interesting to see if they came back now and if they were full-time wrestlers Just to see where they would go, what would happen. Because they've done so much for WWE. They do have their own show, the Bella Twins. So being a full-time wrestler now, I would be interested to see who they match with and and all of that.
1: Let's hop on Twitter and see what some of our followers said this week. Danielle, with the username at SmackDownLive, said that she would want to see AJ Lee back. Sol, with the username at S-O-L-F-G-C, said that he would want to see Paul and Katie Lee Burchell. Their packaging was severely underappreciated, and it would be refreshing to give them another go in this current WWE climate. I agree with that. I loved them together, and it just, it just didn't work out for some reason. Spooky little B-Word, we're keeping it peachy this week, with the username at Boy meets Hummus, said that he would want to see John Morrison slash Nitro slash Impact slash moonroe and Victoria preach. Damon Cotton with the username at Damon underscore the boss said that he'd want to see Carlito back. Hey Aisha said that she would want to see Eve Torres because she's the GOAT. She definitely is the GOAT. Would love to see her back as well. Pro Wrestling Fanatic at Five Star Match said that they would want to see Damian Sandow or AJ Lee. Our final response was from B.J. Mendelson, who is celebrating a birthday today. Oh, happy birthday. He said that he would want to see A.J. Lee back, hands down. Great advocate for mental health and I felt had more stories to tell in the ring with her character. 100% agree. Thank you so much to everyone that responded. I love seeing all the different ideas that you guys share along with your answers. We will be back next week with another question.
0: Yes, and we'll be
1: releasing it on
0: Thursday, yes. so keep
1: an eye out. Let's get into the word on the street. As I mentioned last week, Luke Harper requested his release from the WWE. Many people felt some type of way about this. I felt some type of way about this. Luke Harper deserves better, and unfortunately, according to reports, WWE does not think that he deserves better according to a report from wrestling observer wwe has declined luke harper's request for a release not only that but wwe has triggered a clause in their contracts which allows them to add on any missed time due to injury and you know harper was out for an injury for a significant amount of time so now his deal that would have ended in november it ends in april 2020 oh This absolutely pisses me off. That makes me really sad. It makes me big mad. He doesn't want to
0: be here, so why would they keep him? Because obviously he won't wrestle the best that he can if he isn't into it 100%.
1: This really irritates me because earlier this week, Goldust or Dustin Rhodes, who is the son of the late, great WWE Hall of Famer Dusty Rhodes and the brother of AEW founder, Cody Rhodes he announced that he's leaving and rumors were swirling online for months now that he was about to jump ship and go to AEW and he declined and said I'm not going anywhere and then all of a sudden it was crazy I watched it happen online so this happened within a day Dustin Goldust Reynolds was announced as Cody's opponent for double or nothing right here in Las Vegas and then Goldust also released a statement that he's done with WWE. Like, literally, like, the snap of the fingers, he was done. Which I know, you know, with contracts and stuff, like, he probably was done weeks ago, and he just put the statement out at the same time they announced the main event of this pay-per-view for a rival company. Messy. Messy, messy, messy.
0: weird timing, but I'm happy for him. I'm
1: happy for him, but I'm not happy for Luke Harper. Back to my point, you know... I feel like if it was so easy for Goldust, mind you, he has many years in this company. He's been with the WWE for 30 years, so I'm not comparing him and Luke Harper by any stretch. But when it comes to releases, do you see how easy it was for Goldust to get his release and now Luke Harper isn't getting his? If I was Luke Harper, I'd be mad. I get it from, like, a WWE standpoint, like a business standpoint, and I get it from Luke Harper's standpoint. WWE sees a lot of their superstars leaving. They're done. They're they're just fed up with, you know, being on the road all the time and the whole debate about them being independent contractors, which it's just a lot. And I understand why a lot of them are leaving, but so many people are... There in WWE to live their dream. And unfortunately, Luke Harper didn't have the experience he wanted. And I don't really understand why they're keeping him longer than his contract is even for now, just because he had an injury. They haven't done this for anyone else that I remember.
0: Yeah, exactly like I said. If he doesn't want to be there, why are they making him stay? Shaking my head. Another thing I'm shaking my head at is. There's a speculation, as reported by Cage Side Seats, that the reason the Riot Squad broke up is because Liv Morgan will be on the new season of Total Divas. Really? Yeah, so if that's the case, I'm disappointed that they would choose, you know, the entertainment aspect of Total Divas over the entertainment aspect of keeping the Riot Squad together.
1: With that, I feel like the Riot Squad was kind of starting to die down a lot, and fans online were in denial that they were and a part of me was kind of in denial because they were just being booked so weirdly i mean wwe has done this before where they do certain things for this damn reality show that i can't stop watching that i will drink the whole bottle of wine for (laughs) i love knowing the drama that's going on in their lives and seeing the scripted stuff and which wig lana is gonna wear this week it's a good show but like you said it's weird for them to break up a team for that. I feel like they're trying to make up for the fact that Nikki and Bree aren't on the show anymore, so they're trying to get as much female talent in as possible, which, okay, I get, you gotta keep your ratings up, but damn, do they have the whole roster on there now?
0: Exactly. Like, Liv is cute. I can see why Liv is suspectedly going to be on Total Divas, but them moving her just because of this messed up the whole Riot Squad. It left Ruby Riot, you know, doing who knows what, Sarah Logan, who knows what's going to happen with them. And so that's why I'm disappointed if this is true.
1: Big news coming out of StarCast 2 weekend, which is taking place the same weekend as Double or Nothing. According to an article by Sports Illustrated, The Undertaker and Kurt Angle are officially out of StarCast 2. The article states that WWE does not approve of the appearances, which is crazy to me because the events organizer put down a deposit before announcing Undertaker's participation, which we know how much the Undertaker charges and his business is not cheap.
0: Let's just say he knows his worth. He knows his worth. And doubled
1: it. (laughs) Yes. And now they're out of it. And a lot of people are speculating that WWE is getting a little bit nervous about AEW and this whole StarCast 2 weekend because if you go on the website for StarCast 2, you see so many people from so many different parts of wrestling, you see people that are still active today. You see different wrestlers that were really popular in the past. There's just so many people there. And there's so many people there that are still affiliated with WWE. So it's kind of weird that they pulled these two out. Mm-hmm. Ric Flair is having a damn roast for himself. Okay? Which, okay, it makes sense because the organizer is married to Ric Flair's daughter. That would be really weird if they pulled him out. But still, Lita's is going to be there. I think those are the only two that come to my head that I'm like, okay, I still think about WWE when I see them. WWE is protecting their goods. Yeah, they
0: are. So, our final word on the streets as we mentioned throughout this whole show, we're confused about the War Raiders, Viking experience, Viking Raiders. Well, WWE may be changing their name for the oh, 900th time. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. lo got up and left she doesn't even want to know what the next name is okay listen up the viking warriors i think it's the best one yet though if they're not going to keep the war raiders i think viking warriors is a lot better than the museum name viking experience
1: i have never ever 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 seen wwe so confused about a name i can't keep up like i get the whole aspect of them not incorporating the word war because it's a pg show you know War has a negative connotation behind it. Completely understand that. But they have changed these guys' names four times. Do you think they even know their name by now? Because, I mean, I don't know it. Who knows? But my thing is, they're wrestling.
0: It's not like they're coming out there, holding hands, frolicking around. Like, war raiders isn't the worst thing that they can name it. Like, yes, war has a negative connotation, but it's wrestling. It's fighting.
1: You know, whoever is making WWE merch is having one hell of a time when they're oh my God, let's change it. Yeah. Every week. It's like, uh, should I put this out? And I don't even want to go look on WWE shop because I'm sure there's probably like 8,000 shirts by now with every single name that they've had. I hope
0: that they're printing one name at a time and the rest are going to be on clearance I I don't
1: want them to change the name again. We've seen enough.
0: We have. We have. It's confusing, everyone.
1: What a week, Haley! What a week. It
0: really has been quite the week to go back and listen to our other episodes. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and everywhere else that you listen to our podcasts.
1: Leave us a review or a rating. We want to know what you think about our show.
0: You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at WWDCast. That is at WWDCast. And like we mentioned, keep an eye out for next Thursday when we drop our listener question.
1: And we drop episodes every Saturday until next time enjoy your wine and of course enjoy your wrestling cheers today's podcast is brought to you by audible have you ever listened to all five episodes of wrestling wind down and you're trying to figure out what should i listen to now for you the listeners of wrestling wind down Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Currently, I'm listening to We're Going to Need More Wine by my girl Gabrielle Union. This is great to listen to in the car, maybe while you're chilling at home with your favorite glass of Chardonnay. Treat yourself. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com wwdcast. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash for your free audiobook.